again, everyone, and welcome to an all-new episode of the Drug Friend Podcast. As always, we're your host. I'm Travis, joined by Alex. Hello, Alex. Yo. Quintessential yo from the Albuquerque's. And, you know, as we do every year, every episode, which is technically every year, we bring in a new guest, and this time, oh, God, we got stuck with Dylan. Hi, Dylan. Welcome to Split Up. Uh, Today we're talking about, wait, what? Where am I? No, this is not one of Wait, your oh. podcasts. Oh, it's one of our podcasts, oh. Dylan. But welcome all the same, man. Thanks for coming to hang out. Yep. Sorry, that's my fault. I was on the wrong script again. Uh, <laughs> it's great to be here. It's it's awesome to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Where, where, where were you? Where are you personally in 2003? What's what was going on in your life? You don't have you, you don't have to be honest. You can just like make something up. That's cool. Okay. Uh, I was I was in. Now I feel under pressure to make something up, but now I can't. Yeah, I'm just I'm overthinking it. I was uh I was I was actually uh graduating high school in two thousand three. Just wrapping up high school. Yeah. Down in uh Ooh, yeah. North Carolina. Yeah, same here, dude. Not, in North Carolina. Not that part. Oh. But we were close. I was Virginia, you were North Carolina, I was your hat. I don't I don't know. Like Travis, my state <laughs> is ranked forty eighth in the union for their public school system. Was your state uh, ranked so lowly? Uh, no. Well, take that then. So not exactly the same, was it? But I think if you put my part of the state in with your part of the state, we wouldn't tell a difference. But overall, my state was probably ranked higher. My my part of the state was actually the super developed urban center with like 16 different schools in the area. Uh, Right. I don't... Your school was staffed by wolves. Uh, yes, is, let's be honest. My 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 favorite joke about that is comes from Saturday Night Live when uh, Bill Clinton was running for uh, president back in the early '90s, and uh, uh, Phil Hartman was playing Bill Clinton, and he said something about along the lines of like, you know, Arkansas was was ranked 49th in uh, literacy or something like that in in the United States. And uh, but when I took over as governor, it was ranked 48th. Watch out, Mississippi. We're coming for you. (laughs) Get out of the way. That's uh, that's less funny to me because I'm pretty sure Mississippi was the only state above us. Plus one (laughs) Alabama and Mississippi. So I was I was taught by that terrible joke. Uh, That is uh, my entire most of my elementary school career and uh, in my entire high school career was thanks to the great state of North Carolina. and then my upper average education. But yeah, so at, at least at the beginning of 2003, I was getting out of, of high school as quickly as I could. Is it true they call it North Kakalaki? They do. We do. <sighs> you we do. Look, we look down there and we say, look at them down there, those Kakalakers. It, it's like people who go down to like Louisiana and they're just like, oh, let's all go to Nolans. And she's like, shut the, Stop. Like, don't come. <laughs> just stop it. No. Uh... People who say North Kakalaki are, 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 I think, on the same level of people who are who say Nolans or. Do the people Big ever Apple. say South Kakalaki, or is it reserved just for yeah, North? Fuck South Carolina. I went so Boston. <laughs> fuck South Carolina. Like fuck them guys. They're barely yeah, even a Carolina. It's just a turd yeah. sitting on, underneath everything. They wow. started the Civil War. Also, let's be honest here. They 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 fired the first shot, and then North Carolina had to go bail them out, and we all know how that went. Well, we want to thank our South Carolina and Alabama and Mississippi listeners for joining us here today. Uh, it'll get it'll get better from here. But uh, yeah, I also graduated high school in two thousand three. I you know it was a pretty good year. I got to I got to leave home. That was neat. 
That's cool. Uh, I mean, depends on how how bad your home is, but not yeah, I not mean, great. Yeah, oh. it's one of those things. Here's the thing: when I think 2003, when you when you plant that seed in my brain, what what sprouts is baseball, and what I think is the baseball postseason of 2003. because that this is like the. Le- it's not the last year, but it is close to the end. So you're you're almost ready to jump into sports. That's right. That's right. Let me pump the brakes on that. I feel like someone didn't graduate from high school in 2003, and I think he's trying to change the subject before we finally just... <laughs> oh, is there a subject? <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to introduce Dylan a little bit more and be like, you know, oh. what is it that you do around here, Dylan? You're on podcasts What and is stuff. it that you do? Tell us, Dylan. What are you into, bud? <laughs> Uh, so I, I provide therapy for Travis live on air on a show called We Got Goosebumps, uh, which is actually just going through Travis's childhood traumas one by one. (laughs) I relate a lot to those books. Mm, Yeah. It's, it's funny how each book seems to turn into like a Trav incident, like a stay out of the basement was about the cage in the basement that your parents (laughs) set up for you. Like that's not true. The night of the limiting dummy was about the time that you were locked in in, in a basement and they sent small children (laughs) to taunt you with sticks all night long. And they just paid them like five bucks. Yeah. A little delivery. I'm still friends with a few of those. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I, I just imagine children throwing five dollar bills at them. <sighs> yeah, it wasn't it's, a bad deal. I bought a PlayStation game after that. <sighs> anyway, but no, D- <laughs> Dylan, I, I do enjoy uh, We Got Goosebumps with you. I think that's been a fun experience. We just wrapped up season one, season two to come. We got we got books going on, man. It's been fun. Sure. Maybe one day R.L. Stein will come hang out with us on the podcast. Wouldn't that be great? I mean, I, I saw him do an interview for like uh, the local weekly uh, weekly shopper, so I think we could probably get him onto the podcast. Um, the right. trick is going to be finding uh, questions that he hasn't answered fifty thousand times over the last thirty years. True. Where do you get your ideas? What gave you the impression that he, he would be into that? Was he a, like on an NPR podcast or something? He's he just does interviews like all the time because he knows he's got a he's got a pedal. Okay, he's got a pedal. Yeah, he stays relevant. <laughs> He's got a whole new st- uh, series out. He's got Stein Tiglingers out now. Oh, that's right. Yeah, damn. Dude, he's, he he's still prolific. He's still pumping them out. I mean, he's not like a book a month like he was in his heyday, but I mean, he's still you know a handful a year for sure. Yeah. Uh, so Dylan, yeah, you know, for folks that are interested in Goosebumps, hopefully you are. You can check that out. That's on the that's on the website. But you do another web. Uh, you do another uh, podcast. Excuse me. That's. A bit more in your uh, your wheelhouse in terms of your your movie interests. Tell us a little bit about that project. I thought you weren't talking about replacing Kevin yet. Is that Ben? No, announced? not that movie pod. That, no, oh, come on. Right, right, right. Sorry, 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 sorry. Um, yes, uh, a split up. I do uh, a podcast uh, with a gentleman who goes by Mook, and also I guess his real name. I never call him his real name. Like it's so hard. But Jeff, yeah, uh, we, we just talk. We we just chit chat about uh, movies. We each pick a movie. Scary ones. Scary ones specifically, horror movies. Uh, yeah. Our most recent one that went live is actually our first one that has a guest on it uh, with Pam from Cannot Be Tamed. Uh, I've heard of her. You have heard of her. That's interesting because yeah. I had it before then. Here. I know who that is yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Mook was just like, Mook was like, I've, uh, you know, I've heard of this, like this, she does like a point and drink something or whatever and she's like, oh, whatever. 
I don't care. <laughs> uh, just so I don't have to like talk to Mook all the time. Um, sure. So we well, I'm looking about, forward uh, to that. What that movies? One, uh, that is interesting because I've completely blanked on the one that she picked. Uh, Mook brought Pandorum and she brought, oh my God, Space, Sam Neill, Lawrence Fishburne, directed by oh, Paul you're talking, Tobias, it, uh, Anderson. Event Horizon. Oh, uh, Event Horizon. Event Horizon. I can remember yeah. everything about it but the title. That's a great freaking movie. Yeah. Yeah, I loved Event Horizon. I like watching cool. that one over and over again. It's creepy as hell, and it's super... It's one of those movies that has not aged all that great, but... It's, it's still... Uh, one of my favorite parts about it is, like, the set design yeah. doesn't make sense, but yeah. it's just cool. Like, the engine of the ship is... a. A giant black sphere with spikes coming out. It's like, that's not an engine, but it looks awesome. Yeah. And obviously, it went to hell. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it, it, you're right. It, it just, it's one of those movies that just has a cool visual design. Kind of like, uh, what the hell's that movie that came out like a couple of years after? It's like Night City or something like that. Dark City, something like that. Uh, one of those movies that just looks freaking cool. Yeah. As hell. Dark, Dark like, City actually used, I think, the it. sets from The Crow. Like they, um, Oh, okay. But, uh, right to on. like make that in- insane set, but yeah, that's that's a fun one too. I haven't seen yeah, that man. Sam Sam Neil does creepy really well. So it's, it's good. I was really I I remember thinking when you know because I'm I'm a kid going in to see Jurassic Park in '93 in the theaters, and I'm just like, where's Harrison Ford? This isn't Harrison Ford <laughs> underneath this mat. It's not Harrison Ford. Where, where's my guy? That's when I realized when I like kind of was attached to certain people. So it's like, okay, Arnold's my guy. Arnold is doing, uh, after Jurassic Park, it was True Lies and then, I don't know, Eraser or something <laughs> like that. And then that they, he proved he wasn't reliable with that movie. So it's like, okay, what, what's, what's next? What's the next movie? It's like, what's the next like action hero? Feels like there was a long lull between action heroes. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was, yeah, Rock, and then it was, you know, Rock didn't catch on. Vin Diesel didn't catch on for another like twenty years after. Yeah, like Jason Statham was kind of in there somewhere. Yeah, he was a little bit. Was the '90s actually Nick Cage's decade of the actions? Because you've got Face Off, you've got Con Air. He got there eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's still kind of doing it though. Have you have you looked through Nick Cage's uh, his, fil- his filmography lately? It is it is just stacked to the brim. I just watched. Um, I could. I'm afraid to. So he did a movie uh, last year, which I can never remember the name of because it's super long. But it's like the massive weight of enormous talent. Hold on. Um, oh yeah, unbear- I, I the unbearable yeah, weight I, of massive talent, <laughs> which is Nicolas Cage playing himself. He pulled. Um, yeah, there, uh, Dave Eggers did a did a book in the late '90s called the like insurpassable amount of something something something, and it's a great fucking book. It's it's one of the, my favorite books I've ever read about his mom having cancer and stuff like that. But it's same thing, same spirit, where it's like this this guy is just yeah. It's just, kind of like I don't know if you guys yeah. ever saw like JCV, which is. Um... Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme did a movie I I think actually closer to the time the podcast (laughs) we're focusing on in the early 2000s where it was kind of like his coming back to to movies and he's just playing himself and he gets caught up in a bank robbery Um, and so it's like Jean-Claude Van Damme's here and there's a bank robbery this will go well and she's like I'm just an actor 
I haven't I haven't seen it. It's supposed to be a very good movie though, but it's like kind of a dark comedy. Um so sometimes it can yeah. be fun. It sounds awesome. It sounds like a really good idea for uh, this a, a film. This is a, a lot goofier. A, it's Nick Cage. At some points, Nick Cage hallucinates seeing the younger, crazier version of himself, and they make out at one point. Right. And uh, Pedro is this Pascal, on Hulu? I want to watch it right now. Uh, I'm going to watch it while we're talking. I think I bought it on Amazon Prime. Ah. Um, it's probably everywhere. But it's, it's funny because I was actually part of a trivia team that was that was sponsored by this movie so i actually have some merch for this movie for like i think about six months before i finally sat down and watched it uh but i have the uh, t-shirt pint glass um yeah a pint glass uh, for for this movie that i didn't watch that's amazing Uh, it's awesome well real quick before we we do end up uh changing gears into 2003 what are some uh of the other movies uh you and jeff have covered on split up just to give folks a taste of what they could expect uh, we, co- so typically what we do is each person, uh, we pick a theme and then each person picks a movie based upon that theme. So for like the, the one that Pam was on, we had Event Horizon and Pandorum, which are both space themed horror movies. Um, our upcoming one, uh, that we haven't recorded yet, but it should be released in about two, three weeks, uh, is Revenge of the Remakes. Uh, so it's actually remakes that we prefer more than the originals. Uh, so Jeff is bringing uh, Night of the Living Dead and uh, the 1990 remake, and this is this this hasn't been re- announced yet, guys. So like, wow, this is fresh. Yeah, this is hot, all, hot. All, ten, all ten of our listeners are going. Oh my goodness, oh my gracious! This is exciting. Uh, <laughs> hey, you're going to get twelve after this, bud. Oh man, I'm so excited. Is is one of them just you, Travis? Yeah, I might start yeah. listening. Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh and and I figured like, well, if he's gonna bring Night of the Living Dead, that he's the the remake is better than the original, which is considered a, a classic. I'm I'm gonna make Well actually I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna make some people unhappy as well, and I brought uh Suspiria. So the the Amazon Ooh, studio remake. Oh right, to, choice. that's good. To knock out the uh the original nineteen seventies version. So we'll see how that goes. I'm one of those dorks that is like I remember where I was when I first watched this mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where it's like this movie's just different like this who who directed this movie because this is just a hundred percent different than anything I've ever seen in my life. I also remember the first time I saw that Suspiria. A, it's taken me about twenty years to like Suspiria, so um, that's that's part of it. But uh, I actually did get to watch Suspiria in the theaters with Jessica Harper doing a Q and A after. Uh, no yeah, way! So that was the first time I ever watched Suspiria. That's awesome. Uh, that was a really cool theater in in North Carolina. Oh man, that that was a fun series. They also brought out. Um, they did. Was it The Fog or Escape from New York? Uh, with Adrian Barbeau um, came out, and she did a Q and A after, um, like a John Carpenter <laughs> screening, and I unfortunately missed that one. That's crazy. Yeah. Good, good group of guys down in, in uh, North Carolina, at least in the theater crowd. Yeah, down in down in Kakalaki, as they say. That's right. <sighs> uh, that's, uh, my my impression of North Kakalaki has. Dis- has diffused. We, we also have one of the largest independent documentary film festivals in in the country. There too, called Is that Full true? Frame. Really? Yes, it's Full Frame Festival. Like uh, my parents oh. both like volunteered there the year that Scorsese came out. Oh wow! I'm gonna yeah. check that. It's still I'm still going strong, I assume. I have no idea because I haven't been to North Carolina in 12 years, my friend. Uh, actually, oh. almost See, 13. Now you're leaning into like. Now you're leaning into like uh, Burger Champ 
area of 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 trivia. <laughs> so you know what I mean? Like it's like uh, it's like oh, how do you know all these things? Oh, because it's Burger Champ. It's like oh, how do you know these things? Oh, because it's Dylan. It's like okay, is Dylan crossing the the boundary here from like regular guy to like? all-knowing all-consuming thing of everything like all right let's let's go further let's go what else do you know about north carolina what else do you know about these things that end up happening in north kakalaki Uh, the problem is most of my obscure knowledge is shit no one wants to hear about so like i I, that's no 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 you don't understand okay well then let's talk about the bible you guys because i have so much (laughs) about the formation of the early christian churches that we can All right, just... now to Alex with sports. I don't think we do. <laughs> 2003. You were talking about baseball earlier. Is that right, Alex? You're talking about Abe versus Kane. Kane versus Abel. That's right. Oh, my goodness. My, my goodness. My goodness. Oh, my God. Talk about Kane versus Abel. You talk about New England versus Carolina in the Super Bowl in 2003. My Hey, goodness. man, speaking of Kakalaki. Uh, we got Carolina in the Super Bowl. Was that was that a Jake Delome? That was Jake Delome. That was Steve's. You know, let's be honest. Steve Smith carried that team to the Super Bowl. Steve Smith, he is the leader of my campaign that has been going on for over twenty years now. That wide receivers don't get enough respect for. They don't get enough credit. Like quarterbacks are have been uh, credit hogs. For the for forever, like wide receivers need to. I've been saying this forever, like they make quarterbacks so much better. And Steve Smith carrying Jake Delhomme to the Super Bowl in 2003 with Carolina is the ultimate example. It's it's the most. It's not the most recent, but it's one of those examples in sports where it's just that's a classic dilfer move that's a dilfer you get you get carried there as the quarterback right the thing is though is that uh the defense carried dilfer well that's what i mean he was carried there so you know he was carried there yes mm. but uh delome everybody makes fun of dilfer everybody makes fun everybody yeah. makes fun of brad johnson you know being there but uh D- uh delome not so many people I think that yeah. needs to change. I think it needs to <laughs> turn around. You're like, somebody please shame this man. Shame him. <laughs> Didn't he go to two Super Bowls? No, just one. Just, just that one. Okay. All right. Well, hey. Uh, he seems like a decent decent enough dude. He was decent enough. That That's how bad the NFC was. He had like Matt Hasselbeck making the Super Bowl the next year. And it was just really rough. Matt Hasselbeck. No. That is rough. Happened. All right. What el- What else in sports? All right, we got LSU beating Oklahoma for the Natty. Was that a save? Uh, no, that was. You know what? I don't know. It was that. I I think Saban. This might have been Saban, and then uh, it was Saban. What's his, yeah. What's Wait, his nuts? Maybe not. Uh, Les Miles happened a few years later. Yeah, he was more like uh, 2007, 2006. Okay. All right. Yeah, because I was. Yeah. Okay. So that that would have been. Uh. Yeah. Th- this was a dark time. This is a transition period for college football, I would think. Would you agree with that? Because I mean, you're the college football guy, so I don't know. I don't know about this year specifically. But I guess it was. I think this is the point where the SEC just kind of takes over for the next twenty years. Mm-hmm. It seems like that's the, this is the beginning of the end. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Uh, but here to the point. When we th- when I think 2003, I think baseball. 
I think Aaron Boone, I think Grady Little, I think Red Sox Yankees. And that's part of why our guest is here. Dylan, what was your memory of 2003 baseball? That this is the climax of everything that's ever happened in your entire life. What is what has happened that ended up climaxing in 2003? Um, in 2003, my knowledge of sports existed to the fact that I knew that the uh, slogan for my uh, high school teams, the Pirates, was uh, "Roll Pirates Roll." That's good. That's good knowledge. Um, no, it's stupid. Pirates don't roll anywhere. Pirates have <laughs> ships. Like, why yeah, would a pirate what, what, roll anywhere? Uh, so they, that is they my... They roll barrels around. They roll around when they're drunk. They roll the little telescope out of their pocket. Sure, they can roll sure, a joint. Sure, sure. Um, unfortunately, for everybody involved, uh, my knowledge and interest in baseball didn't happen until I moved to Boston. Uh, I want to say seven years after this uh this time frame now when you move to boston when you get like is it logan airport do they hand you the accent manual like <laughs> oh they how just, long did it take you to get it they just no no what what you do is uh i mean i don't even have it on right now you've got me like in my southern style right now i, don't I know, know we're going to keep you there too let's keep you there you keep are. in the pocket and uh, <laughs> you do what now boy mm. <laughs> Oh you man, don't, that, that's just bringing up some real dark <laughs> memories. I don't want to hear any of this. Um, so yeah, well, well, I'll keep talking like this so people. Are like, oh, he doesn't know shit about baseball. Uh, I went, I've been to like two Durham Bulls games. Say, uh, Durham like, Bulls, there you go. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what you do when you go to the Durham Bulls? You watch everything but the baseball. There's like a fucking carnival that's happening in the stands at uh, Bull Stadium. It's insane. If you, uh, at least when I went there. Uh, was Kevin Costner there? And, uh, Kevin Costner was, was there all the time. Tim Robbins like would just walk out of the field, yeah. and be like, "Hey, everybody!" Um, Susan, Susan Sarandon would just, you know, she's Man. just fucking everybody. Um, from what I Bull remember Durham's in that movie, good movie. It's a great movie. It's a good great movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So that that's my baseball knowledge from this era. I do know I hate Aaron Boone. Um, Although now I feel sorry for him. <laughs> it's not like he can fucking seal the deal. That just makes me happy in my heart. There you go. There's some baseball animosity there for you. No, he he is totally right about that. Aaron Boone is is the Yankees manager at this point, and mm. yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Mm. It's not bad. It's delicious. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you know, we 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 talked about Aaron Boone. I see I see some other names here on this list, though. Alex Grady Little. We got to go Grady Little. Who that, is Grady Little? Can I can I admit to you? I don't know who that is. He was the manager of... Oh. I thought Grady Little was a character on Sanford and Son. <laughs> it does sound like that. He would have been the uh, manager of the Boston Red Sox at the time. Oh, okay. And he was the guy that left Pedro Martinez in too long. Too long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's like... This guy's out of gas. This guy, it, everybody knew it. Everybody watching knew it. It's like he's out of gas. He's out of gas. You got, you got to pull the guy. He's out of gas, and it, it was excruciating to watch because, uh, I, I'm a Twins fan and I'm used to seeing that. Uh, even in 2003, I'm just like, this is how it ends. This is this is exactly how it ends. Like you just, <laughs> this guy just runs out of gas, and then you. 
the ma- it's up to the manager to do something, and then it comes down to talent level, and then it's over. Man, you want to you hear a fun fact? Greedy Little graduated from high school in North Kakalaki, then moved to Boston, much like our pal, Dylan. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait, where did he right go? Now, on. now I just need to... <laughs> That's he, he could be your dad. I don't know. Thanks, John. Yeah. Do you guys remember the name Steve Bartman? Now, that's a guy that the Cubs don't like. Exactly. See, Steve Bartman. Trav's a big Cubs fan, too. Big Cubs fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. My, oh, my, oh, my. Not a fan. Is he a big Cubs fan? But, uh, yeah, I'm telling you, baseball was king in 2003. There was, like, nothing else that mattered in sports other than baseball. You know what, though? The Spurs beat the Nets, and the Nets! Remember, the Nets were Trash. garbage. Garbage for years, and then you get J- you get Jason Kidd in there. Jason Kidd, uh, Jefferson. Remember when Jefferson was, wasn't was Justin Jefferson? It was some other Je- Richard Jefferson. Richard. That was fun. Yeah, different Jefferson, for sure. What happened over in yeah. Hockey Town? I don't know. The I guess the New Jersey Devils beat the Ducks. Yeah, this is a bad time for hockey. I I don't it, I I, I want to like pick Gary Thorne out from this time and make him the play-by-play announcer for later on in hockey because he was he's a brilliant announcer, but for him to like be stuck with this crap, it's called the dead buck dead puck era and it's bad. It's really bad. Was it just it's, because like there wasn't a lot of like you know dead puck? I'm thinking there's not a lot of points scored. Like what's going on? Why are they calling it that? What was going yeah, on? Yeah, there's there's not a lot of points scored because it's not the the rules were the way they were. They oh, were the rewarding rules? a certain style of play, and it wasn't fun to watch. It was uh, mm. the New Jersey Devils were kind of the pioneers of that style. So for them to win the cup again was pretty shitty. And they can go piss up a rope. All the way up the rope. Yeah, basically. And I have the hiccups again. All right. And I have to swallow a big gulp of air right now. We'll record it. We'll keep it live. We'll keep it in. Uh, well, you know, with that, let me, let me go ahead and, and I'll summarize tennis for us while you're over there fighting for air. Uh, Roger Federer wins first major at Wimbledon. We all remember that, I'm sure. The the Federer. 2003. Yep, that's what we're talking about. And then there's Serena Slam. She holds all four tennis majors at the same time. Has it ever been done before or since? You tell us. It's it's been done before, but ah. it hasn't been done. I don't think it's been done since. But yeah, Serena, that was her being that was the first instance of her like she's built different. That's just how it is. <laughs> she's different. She That's just yeah, that's just how it is. Like she's just different. Like Venus was one thing, but Serena is just, <laughs> yeah, that's just how it is. All right. Incredible stuff. All right. Yeah. So so sports, we've done it. We've made it through sports. Good job, Alex. I, man, you went through there. We got it. You had hiccups for a minute. Uh, you were fighting through Grady did Little. I? Now now we're back. Was I? A little bit. Now we have what, gaming. Did we have a guest at one point? Are you uh, there, Dylan? What? Dylan's sorry. here. Oh, hey, hey. Uh, he fell asleep during tennis. Uh, you know what? I don't blame him. We're talking baseball? The only... Talking about tennis is one thing. Listening to it with all the grunts is another. So maybe if we had grunted through that segment, he'd have paid attention. But, uh, 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 PS2. PS2. So, I mean, we got a lot, of, a lot of ways to play games in 2003. We got PS2. 
We got Xbox. We got GameCube. We got Game Boy Advance. We got PC. There's probably other ways. What were you guys playing in 2003? Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Oh, that was a wonderful game. Loved it. That I, I shoehorned into the PS2 category because uh, I didn't know where else to put it because that game was everywhere. Yeah. On PC, on Xbox, on every platform. But I loved that game. Did you guys play that one? That was really... That was one I completely forgot about that I really liked. Yeah, I loved it. That was that one. And I even liked Warrior Within, which I think gets a little less love. But I that whole Prince of Persia era was really good. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. I thought it was different. It was not something I expected. I actually got my PS2 in 2003. So I hadn't really gone too deep into the library at that point point uh what was your first ps2 game when you got your ps2 uh i think it was actually vice city which came out the year before uh but still fair i also had uh midnight club 2 that i played a good chunk of um although it wasn't kind of a racing game i was used to uh so i didn't i I played more like either nascar racing games or destruction derby 64 were the kind of racing games i played uh and so north carolina gonna you know i mean gotta represent nascar I get it. No, I get it. No, I was, you know, I was a little Virginia Mountain Boy. I NASCAR. I was right there. Uh, yeah. And then there's uh, Ratchet and Clank going commando, which is how I go every day. <laughs> uh, you might play this. No. Yeah, I did. Uh, I played it by uh, being a dork that wanted to recreate Mega Man X, uh, but with PlayStation controls, basically. So I loved that game. It was wonderful. I didn't play it in the day. The only Ratchet and Clank I've played is like the um, like the newer polished PS4 one. But that made me want to go back. Mm. Do you think they hold up? I think they do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, for me, I I did play a fair amount of Dark Cloud Two, which came out in two thousand and three. Oh, I've already do you talked like about that game? my love for Dark yeah, Cloud. Yeah, buddy. I didn't know you liked Dark Cloud Two. Dark... Oh, okay. I of course oh, I do. I've... I do. I do. I've never heard you say. Do you also like Far Cry? <laughs> I don't. I've, I'm a big fan. Yes, sir. Oh, wow. Okay. I think the only game I know you don't like are like the Elite Sniper games. I think you hate those, right? Yeah, nope. That... Those are also amazing. God damn it. Man, you need to brush up on your poly kills. I <sighs> like most games. I'm a fun guy. That's I'm true. A fun guy. That is true. Dark Cloud 2, though, was one that I played a fair amount of in the day in 2003. Got it brand new. So stoked. Very few games I got day one. This is one of them that I remember. And I put dozens of hours into this only for my nephew to come in he's like Uh-oh. he's a little kid he's a little kid he doesn't know any better i've forgiven him since wait is this the nephew whose bike you ran over or is this the I other did, nephew? i did okay i did back over his bike and he screamed you Uh-oh. killed my bike okay. uh, but you know what maybe don't leave your bike behind the car that's what i told I, him i'm just saying maybe this is like a, a revenge thing about what's about to happen but it could be, but he doesn't know any better. He goes in, he gets on the PlayStation 2, no one's watching him, it's fine. My mom probably told him he could do it. He could probably play with my video games or whatever, not thinking there could be a consequence. And he <sighs> saved over my save with just a no, random new game. that's not cool. You don't do that to somebody. He you was don't five. Do that. He didn't know what he was doing. You don't do that. That's just, come on. I did murder him, rest his soul, he died. But... uh <laughs> You know, and I I looked at all the siblings and I said, you'll be next if you try the same shit. (laughs) I don't know. Like, some of my earliest video game memories are just, like, 
you don't do that. Like you just don't save over somebody else's save. I remember my brother like taught me that when I was a kid. He was just like, no, man. This dude might have had, he was like speaking in like Clint Eastwood, like hushed tones, <laughs> you know, just like, what are you doing? You think you're going to save over this guy's game save? What are you doing? <laughs> think you're better? You think you're better? You're not better. I love you're it. Worse. That taught you so. That taught you a valuable lesson. I think that's how cats teach other cats how to use the litter box. <laughs> that same tone. You're worse. You're not better. You're worse. That's just how it is. But I did. I did. Uh, I bounced back uh, about two years ago. I finally went back and fin- it took me 20 years to get over the because uh, a lot of like I'd put so much time into it. I was sick. I was sick of the idea of going back and I finally got over it and went through and beat it again. And uh, it's great. It's a good game. That's good. <laughs> I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Got that. I got the uh, got the happy ending there. Uh, Zeno Saga. Boy, those, I remember the de- oh. that came in a demo, I think, a couple of times, and I would play a little bit of it and be like, well, this goes over my head. I'm too dumb. Yeah, that's one of those dumb games that I hate now, That, but, oh, it's 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 a game trying to be a movie. Okay, fine. And now we have to sit through this game trying to be a movie, and then we decide how it has been a movie. You know, we, we judge it after the fact. Like, what is the game been an adequate movie? The answer is no. It has not been mm, an adequate is, movie. You didn't it's, like it's the pretty, movie. Is, PS, is PS2 kind of like where that trend start, like this era yes. started with like the cinematic, like, because I do remember playing Final Fantasy X, which probably came out on either side of this year. Yeah. Um, and just remembering being like, oh, good, I get to watch a 15-minute anime before I can actually hit a button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, this is just like, all right, well, now we have to sit and watch. I hated this. I hated it. I hated it so much. I was just like, if you want to watch a movie, go watch a movie. Go. There's a thousand movies playing in the theater. Go freaking scatter off and run. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. Just go watch your movie and nobody's going to care. Uh, video games, I want them to be a game. That's that's That was my thing. I, 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 I don't know. I don't get why that was... I mean, if you can't if you can't skip the cutscenes, that's a whole different layer of rage. Have all the movie you want, but let me skip it. I guess it, it, you might have been able to skip it, but I, uh, my friend, my roommate at the time, Tom, uh, thought it was like the most amazingly amazing, amazing thing that ever uh, that has ever existed. So I, mm. I had no say. I just had to sit there. I was uh, I was a dupe. I was just sitting there watching my roommate play video games basically for like 10 years uh not 10 years but uh a long time but yeah he was he was a nice really really nice guy and uh yeah that's how that went i was just really uh interested in everything he played and he played those games and i was just like whoa wow okay that's not something i would ever like dip my you know sit my toe into but that's just how it is i love that backpedaling you're like yeah, Tom used to fucking love and play stupid fucking games, and I'd have to watch him. But yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He, you know, he no, to, Tom's wonderful. He went I, to youth I, group I, on Wednesdays, and he made good grades. He's a good. He's a good. No, dude. he. Is. <laughs> also, I did. I did want to correct myself, so like someone like Puff doesn't come out of nowhere to hit me. Or Final Fantasy X came out in two thousand and one. Not any other years that I said. So just. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, that that's that's because Final Fantasy fans are pretty ruthless. We get emails from them constantly. <sighs> they're, just, they're hard to sidestep. They're so just it's good obnoxious that you little brats. That. It's fine. Uh oh. 
Yeah. Uh oh. I, I hear that. Whoa. Except for Pearl. Pearl is great. I I love Pearl. Yeah, Pearl's fantastic. Yeah, Pearl's the best. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's right. Uh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody own an Xbox? Uh, no, I did not. No, I did not own an Xbox. Nobody I knew owned an Xbox back in those days. There's some good stuff on there. You got that Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. That's a fun game. I I played that on PC. I did not play that till way after. <laughs> Pretty decent. I don't know how many of these in this list are exclusive. I don't know if all of them are, but uh, we we kind of broke up the list because there was a lot of cross-platform stuff we wanted to get to. But there's also Project mm. Gotham Racing 2, which was a good, popular game. Uh, Panzer Dragoon Orchard. That's a game I played early last year. Boy, is that hard. You think, oh, is that a game where you're on rails yeah. killing everything as a dragon? That seems right. easy. You can just coast through just like, <laughs> here I am riding a dragon and just like killing yeah. everything that moves. And it's like, no. That's... No, it's hard. But it's it's a good hard. It's a good fair hard. It was a good challenge and it felt good to actually finish. I felt like I wanted to put it on my LinkedIn. You know, immediately I was like, dude, <laughs> I beat hey. Panzer Dragoon Orta. Have you done anything like this week? Don't you wish you could do that? Like, both you guys, like, don't you wish you could just, like, hey, I understand baseball. Like, I understand, like, this particular video game. Like, this is how this shit works. Can't you hire me based on that? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm looking for a new job lately, and I'm just, like... <laughs> I think if you list some of your gaming accomplishments, I mean, I think that qualifies some people. It, it would, it would, it would really hit hard with me, personally. It really would. Yeah. If someone put on the resume that they beat like F Zero GX, I'd be like, "Well, shit." Every fucking what else can day, you do? I think about like, I wish I my other skills would come into play at my work. I mean, that's just that's just everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Beyond Good and Evil. Did you guys play that one? Not, I did not. I knew it was popular though. Not in the day. I played it uh, a few years ago though, and I, I'm really blown away by the, um, I guess, the push for a sequel. I was like, it wasn't that good. But I guess it had some diehard fans in the day that really wanted more. Mm. And I, I get that. I mean, look at me. I'm over here with, I have Dark Cloud 3 etched into my arm, just begging for it. So I yeah. get it. I get it beyond good and evil people. Yeah. Also, Manhunt that year, and that caused a big stir. People were very uneasy about it. I remember I that. That's, that's yeah. one that I've I've been wanting to actually give, give a try, except I'm a giant baby with scary games, so... Which is weird because you all you do is watch scary movies, I but the games get you, huh? Yeah, I'm a. I just. I mean, it depends. If it's a first person, third person situation, yes, a hundred percent. If it's like a two D adventure game thing, fucking dead bodies everywhere. Who cares? But like, if I'm like first person mode, I just get all spooked. Now, see, I had planned to play Manhunt this year. I've been mm. wanting to knock it off the backlog. Backlog, Dylan. Is there a way for us to like? Somehow play this together. Is Briz not like you've got a co-op bro who helps you with well, spookers? Well, Briz said he started Manhunt and he he wasn't into it. So I was looking for. Uh-oh. I was looking to bring another man into the game room. I mean, I, I'm, I'll do it. I, I mean, I I just didn't want to step right. on anyone's toes. You know, I didn't want to get like a fucking dead rabbit in my uh, in my house situation because <laughs> uh, I don't even own a rabbit. What is the worst part about Manhunt? Like, what what is it that that you guys that scares you? about that game the setting you're you're murdering you're causing and other people want to murder you that's it that's all that needs to be scary about it like that. for that game i don't i don't even know what made people upset i think it was just the idea of it i mean you're snuff it's a you're you're basically it's uh yeah. you're creating a snuff movie for rich people so it's basically the plot to hostel but you're playing it Oh. That's exactly right. Okay. All right. I, I just wanted somebody to say it. You're creating a snuff film, basically. Yeah. 
like a bunch but a bunch of rich jerks i guess have have cordoned off this city block area and then all these people are hunting each other and that's why you're supposed to get like that's the whole purpose and you're trying to get out obviously that's so but awful but yeah (laughs) yeah okay cool i mean i'm down a hundred percent so um yeah, no, I mean, if we can figure out a way to make it work, let's do it. Um, so that was the that was the Xbox. I mean, I'll just come up from your basement. Just uh, knock on the crawl space. I'll come up later tonight. Oh, sh- okay. That sounds great. <laughs> knock. <laughs> yeah, just knock. That's fine. Just I would say just come in. Knocking's creepy. Uh, GameCube. Uh, Wind Waker. This is the year of the Wind Waker. What'd you guys think? Was, were you one of those folks that really wanted your realistic, or maybe you weren't fans at all, but did you want your realistic Zelda? Is this like the GameCube version of that uh, that Wave Racer? Is that what this is? Is this like Wave, Wave Racer? Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, okay. It's uh, it's it's that. It's Zelda racing on oh. stuff on 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 the uh, on jet skis. Oh, so you get to play as Zelda in this. Gates. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, you get to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he plays it's, Zelda. It's yeah, a, it's basically called Zelda Wind Waker, and you throw you fly through a bunch of stuff uh, in a, on a jet ski. What did you guys think of Wind Waker when it came out? I because I freaking loved it. I thought it was just wonderful. I was like, thank God, Zelda is being remade in this. I I I was like nineteen, and I was already bitter and like dorky and stupid. I thought about, you were twenty one change in ages I, I don't know i was i was something this... i was 21 i'm just like fuck this this is stupid i'm sick of zelda zelda has been the same thing my whole life can you please just like make zelda something else if you're gonna continue on with this format boy did they. that was me is this the zelda that is was the first one that was like the cell shading and like the haters yeah. online were yeah. like oh it's zelda and everyone's just like wow that Yep, that was clever the first time yeah. I heard it, not the thirty-fifth time I've seen it today in a discussion thread. Honestly, that's the first time I've heard it, and I'm smiling. That's funny. <laughs> it, like, it's funny the first time. It's just you know that was my one time. Yeah, that's we were one time. The next time you hear it, you're going, like, "All right, Dylan, like stop saying Zelda." <laughs> oh no, you're still giggling. You're still giggling. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm still smiling. It's still pretty funny. I was one of those folks that was a little bit skeptical of the art because uh, you know I just saw stills and was like, nah, "I don't know about this. This seems like it's made for babies." And but then I got my hands on it and was like, oh no, shit, this is so fun. Wind Waker is so just different than every other Zelda game. And it's just. Well, no, I think it's interesting because at 21, I feel like a lot of the older folk wanted a, a more, <laughs> you know, you're right about that. Realistic. I mean, sure. I'm, cl- I'm sorry. It's just like the older folk, like, like Alex. The older folk, you elderly folk. Yeah. Older, older folk, folk like Alex and anyone older than that, like, I don't know, Joe Biden. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And you really wanted you wanted a, ma- a more mature Zelda. You wanted uh, something you that you know mature? you wanted the graphics to reflect. I did, and then and then you get Wind Waker, but you still liked it. But I think you know you you probably stood out among a bunch of people who were very skeptical. You know, um, now that you mention that, it's true. When you say the elder folk want to have uh, their their cake and eat it, which it means that they're you know they just want to. Have their Zelda game and and have it be their way, basically. They didn't get uh, Twilight Princess until when, like ten, like eight, oh, five, six years after this, I think. Yeah, like <laughs> two thousand whenever, and that's what people were waiting for when they got Wind Waker and they saw the preview. They were just like, "What is this kid bullshit?" And they're just, mm-hmm. just 
shaking their heads at it basically yeah so yeah i liked it both was... a lot i'm i'm so easy to please with zelda honestly i mean I, so easy that's it just doesn't need to be complicated when no. it comes to Z- just make a new zelda. zelda that's really all you got to do is make a new one it doesn't need to be hard it doesn't need to be like this complicated bullshit so yeah. whatever i i like wind waker a lot uh i didn't like it at the time but i like it a lot since then yeah i kind of want to replay it but i do remember there being some lull periods that i don't really want to re- relive but uh mario kart double dash i did like that i like the wrinkle in that and now of course i didn't play it in the day i didn't have uh i didn't have the game and um i didn't have a lot of friends that would have played that with me but in the in the years since uh we i've managed to to be at parties where we were able to now get this guys this is amazing able to get mm. Eight game cubes linked together in one house. What? And on eight different TVs, and get sixteen people, so that we could play Double Dash, which means everybody's got a, a driver and a tosser, and you, you go back and forth each race. And we were hammered while doing it. We called it drunk driving, which is the <laughs> safest way to do it. Is in your home playing with Mario Kart. And my God, if it's not the funnest experience ever, I mean, that feels like the most definitive mm. way to play. The game is in a house full of people just screaming about getting hit by blue shells, red shells, banana peels. You're right beside them. Everybody's having a great time. Uh, so that one has become, I think, my favorite entry in the entire series because of those experiences. Damn, that's pretty awesome. That sounds like great experiences that you've had. Yes. Like I don't, I don't have anything that matches up to that. Uh, Dylan, do you? No, Dylan, have you ever had fun? I've never actually had fun. I'm sorry, you guys. Uh... <laughs> now, guys, we've taken the setup to MAGFest in the past, and I've set this up for the masses. Other people have enjoyed this. We should bring it back someday. It's just a lot to keep up with because you're always worried somebody's going to steal your I shit. I like how you're saying that, like, oh, we did this really fun thing at the MAGFest that you guys weren't at. Um... Well, pre-Pandy, you know, <laughs> pre-Pandy, we brought our... We brought our yeah, stuff by and did it. It'd be great to do it again I, because I like that, Andy, that, like Alex and myself, are not worthy of of something fun. I'm just I'm trying to like Andy, lure you back. The, the, the game that we got to play was something that call uh, that Trav called Splatoon, which was just water balloons that he filled with ink and then just threw them at us. Like that wasn't fun. That was not well, a fun version. And of you Splatoon. were asleep. Yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> it was actually Spitoon, and I went through a lot of tobacco. Oh that God! Night. Now, oh, my beautiful, oh, come beautiful on. Joe. That's a hard game. That was a hard game. <laughs> <laughs> it's a difficult game. Is that all? I've never, I've never played. I've looked at it. It does look beautiful. I will say that it is pretty. It's a pretty but it's game. tough. I don't know. Have you, have you, have you messed around with Beautiful Joe, Alex? Oh, I, that's one of my favorite. That's one I, I added to this game to this list because I love that game. It was wonderful at the time. Are you kidding? Beautiful Joe. I didn't. It was wonderful to play. I was so sick of like everything being like some kind of just like uh some sort of like rpg or like some sort of save file kind of a thing or <laughs> save file kind of a thing man that's the oldest thing you've ever said oh my god all right <laughs> well anyway <laughs> uh we'll just why did you make him sad just, Tra- just you completely deflated him he was so happy about beautiful joe and you're <laughs> just like alex why don't you go back to why don't you go back to your NES tapes and play those instead? Like, <laughs> this was during an era when controllers used more than three buttons on them, and they had save savey thingies. 
And there was three Ds. I'm going to give a Macho Man Randy Savage elbow drop <laughs> on each of you guys. <laughs> like, just like from the top rope, just like, boom, man. On each of you guys. You know, I have all the beautiful Joes, and I'm, I started playing one. I was like, this is going to be a great series, but they're hard. I think those games are freaking kick-ass. You're right, though. I need to settle down and get into them because they are beautiful. They look cool as hell. I just, uh, yeah. I'm just not a good gamer. <laughs> uh, Soul Calibur 2. This was cool because I'm pretty sure that's the one where you could, I don't know if all, maybe all of them, but you could play as Link, and I thought that was awesome. It's It depended. Uh, it's each, each console had its own secret characters, I think. So, like, I thought, like, Xbox had, like, whoever and uh like one of the, well i can't remember like one of the soul caliber twos had Ooh, uh well because like playstation had like star wars characters i thought like it had darth vader or something in, in their in their version of soul caliber so i just love that none of us could think of who would be on the xbox or like an xbox had i think it's someone I think fucking, it's just, who was it i think it's just someone from like tekken like it's not even someone like hold on it's not even someone tied to like Xbox. You're like, I think it had. Was it some guy? Was it Bill Gates? Was he John Madden? <laughs> Dude, a fucking fighting game with John Madden. Why has that not been done? <laughs> I think you cracked the code. It's Spawn. They had Spawn on the oh, Soul Caliber Two. Spawn. Spawn. Oh, that's not fun. That's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. Kind of fun. It's kind of like how it's kind of like how the new Xbox, new Xbox game, the new Mortal Kombat's will just have like, yeah, sure, why not have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Actually, I think that was Injustice too, but still, like, oh, uh, right. they just like cool. randomly, like Jason Voorhees is in one of the new Mortal Kombat games. Like, that's fun. That is cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's cool. I, that's right, right on. That's fun. I mean, I'm not defending. I'm not defending Spawn. That's fucking stupid as far as I just care. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying it's cool when Mortal Kombat does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, F Zero GX. That's that's fast. That's fast game. That's good. That's a good game. It's one of those games where like m- the people in my Discord, which is not a person, a people, a peoples that you want to get involved with. <laughs> Very strange people, like peoples, drug dealers or but, something. Uh, you can't, I can't believe you just slighted your community. They're great people. Are they? Good. How would you know? I'm just. kidding. I'm always in there spying on them. I dare not post. <laughs> what? Uh, That's just getting yeah. creepier. But Travis, anyway, like, uh, I'm not even in there as Travis. I'm in there as Doug. Like, I just. Are you just like. <laughs> I'm like, look at them down there talking about their Super Nintendo. Ugh. Darren, look at these guys. <laughs> these guys. These freaking guys. No, everybody wa- loves this game. F Zero GX. Are you freaking kidding me? Like, you name drop that game, and it's it's just. They go crazy. So I'm you know what? Not- I'm gonna. This is my peace offering to get involved more in that Discord. I'm gonna pop in there and be like, "Hey guys, F Zero GX." Louis in there is gonna be like, "Oh my god, he's gonna be so excited." I'll make it work. I'll make it work for Louis. <laughs> Louis and uh, well, Louis and Coolor, our our friend. Oh, Coolor. of course, Coolor. Yeah, yeah, Coolor is. Our guy, and he's—I—I I actually met that guy at a bar. Really? Uh, a few a few weeks ago. That's yeah. awesome. He's—he's he's a really good. He's guy. apparently very he's busy because a... every time I'm like, "Hey, man, I need—I would love <laughs> to pay you a lot of money for some music." He's like, "I actually am too busy for your money." I'm like, you okay, know what? He—he he actually is because I met that guy, and he's—he's <laughs> he's a wonderful guy. But he brought a synthesizer. He was recording music in the bar. He was already working on another project. <laughs> he, he's a wonderful guy. No, he's he's a really good guy. But that guy is a musician. Like 
quote unquote, mm. like that guy. He looks like he'd be in Genesis, basically. Wow. Like, that guy is. I think that was a compliment. I think it was. I've never. I guess he looks like he could be in Genesis. Could go several different. Well, ways. he seems to have an invisible touch. Uh, ah. So. Uh, Castlevania: Aria of Sorrow was a banger. Man, it's good stuff. You know, I not a not a not a day goes by when I don't get a comment about somebody saying, "Hey, Aria of Sorrow is better than Circle of the Moon." That's just yeah. What people people say. have to That's say that. It is. They have to say their shit. I get it. Now, Alex, I don't want to set you off on a tangent, but I do have to ask. I like Circle of the Moon. Come on. No, I know, I know. I'm not talking about the games. Uh, but when you hear Castlevania Aria of Sorrow, do you hear it a little bit in James Hetfield's voice? Yeah. As in, like, Harvester of Sorrow? Do you hear it a little bit? Do you ever say Castlevania Aria <laughs> of Sorrow? Do you ever? Oh, man. I never thought of Aria of Sorrow. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Aria of Sorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I just got a message from Dylan that said, let's not. So let's move. I think what you actually, I think what you actually heard me was sign directly into the mic. I didn't even type that. That was just, was telepathic. That one's for the fans. They love, they love his head. They love his head. Yeah. I'm also hearing a little bit of uh, Macho Man in there, too, with that field, I feel like. You know, all of Alex's impressions have a Macho Man base. (laughs) It's like he uses a Macho Man base of paint and then just adds other acrylics to it. And that's how he gets his... (laughs) Okay, I'm going to to regret this, but... What would it yeah. sound like <laughs> if Hetfield played tennis against Macho Man? Like, what is that? <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Hetfield what? Hetfield plays tennis what? against sorry. Macho Man. Just the, the tennis grunts from the two of those guys. Yeah, what? How do their tennis grunts differentiate? Oh, my God. Okay. Ooh, Yeah! <laughs> Ooh, yeah! Ooh, yeah! Ooh, yeah! Ooh! I feel like I feel yeah. like that left the realm of tennis Ooh. grunts and into an entirely different yeah. sport. Maybe. <laughs> wow, that was amazing! Did the, did the stereo capture that? Yeah, it got, dude. You did great. You did great. <laughs> ah, what's weird is oh my god, thank god. What's weird is that it sounds like you're Harry Carey taking a shit. That was what was amazing about it. It all came together. That was inc- yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you know, I was I was talking to somebody the other day. What 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 ends up being like your favorite impressions? And my friend told me like it's it's something that ends up as something. You know, it's like you can't like just be an impression. You gotta like be something and then end up as something. And I was like, okay. So James Hetfield ending up as some guy. I was like, okay. So James Hetfield as the guy that wants to be yelling at Pitbull. Him being a Pitbull guy. Uh, what what is his what is the name of his songs? I don't, I don't even uh, know. Something about Doctor Pepper, Pitbull. right? 
He he loves. It's just the 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 chorus of all his songs is like yeah he yeah he yeah. Mm. It's time to party yeah. And I'm just like I can do that with James Hetfield. Of course you can. So it's like yeah he yeah he yeah. <laughs> it's time to party yeah. <laughs> and it's like that's not that hard to do, dude. You nailed it. It's. It's just. You know what was amazing about that? You were in key the whole time, and I think that that speaks to not only really? that not only using impersonator, but also feel like James Hetfield could really do a good pit bull. You convinced me. Very good. That's very good. I'm not even. Well, I just wanted to be James Hetfield for half a half a second. That's all. Hey man, and that was well done. We asked for it. We're not mad. Uh, you know what? You know what, Alex? Listen, me and you, man. This is our moment. You know what came out on PC in 2003? Uh, Sim City 4? Sim fucking City 4. And you know what I did? I, as a as a freshman in college, I did a big no-no. I stole my dad's credit card so I could buy it. What? Are you kidding I did. me? I did. I had to. I apologized later and paid him back because he was like, "I've been getting a weird. I've been getting weird charges on the old credit card." And I was like, "Get out of here, Dad! No fucking way!" Oh, and that was when I learned he actually looked. And I was like, "Well, fuck! I better pay him back." So I paid him back, and then I admitted that it was me. And he was like, "Don't you ever do that again?" And you're like, "I know not That's to do wonderful. it now because you check your statements." I know, and I was like, "I yep. knew I should have fucking downloaded this off Kazaa. I knew it." I mean, that's how I got Rise of Nations. I got that right off uh, of LimeWire. Dude, are you kidding me? Like, Rise of Nations was freaking... I'm sorry. I, I, oh, we're, we're on SimCity 4. We can talk about Rise of Nations, though. We we'll get, get there, there in a minute. No, SimCity 4? SimCity 4, I've only been playing that game since I... You know, for the past, like, two years. I love yeah. it, dude. And you've been naming your cities after friggin dogs and baseball players you got the whole atlanta braves community Damn out straight. there i saw you got way glavinville and maddox haven do you have jeff blouser town it's gonna happen soon i swear to god <laughs> wait are you it's still are soon. you still playing the same game of sim city 4 yeah i am uh it's gonna happen soon and it's gonna happen eventually because uh <laughs> i don't know seems to be getting further away uh somebody messaged me on uh what do you call it? Uh, Twitter. And somebody said, you know, Mark Lemke said something, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, just like, fuck Mark Lemke. Wow, dude. Mark Lemke, the guy that could barely grow in facial hair in any recognizable order. That guy. I was I was just like, no, you can't do that to Mark Lemke. I'm not going to do Mark Lemke. Man, well, you've been naming your cities uh, after baseball players, which I think is cool. But another cool thing about SimCity 4, and the reason maybe to explain to Dylan why someone could play this game for that long, is that you can stitch your cities together into this massive metropolis. So you could spend like 40 hours yeah. on one city and zoom out, get the neighboring land, build another city, oh. and connect it to your other city. So you just keep stitching together these massive metropolises. So you could play the game basically infinitely and have the time of your life. It's it's a ton so of fun. Is, it's worth the series piece. So where where are we? Uh, are we talking about the 20th anniversary of what city now for, for y'all? <laughs> uh, I, I retired my city long, long no. ago. But if I could, oh man, I could fire it back up. You know, whenever I get a new computer, I've been transporting this one save of SimCity 4 <laughs> for like four, 
four computers now, and I don't even think it would work on a new computer. I don't even know. Probably missing tons of plugins, but I keep it just in case I want to fire those cities I mean, back. You up. could just get it on like Steam and then drop in the save uh, save file, right? I don't know. I'm yeah. afraid. But anyway, that's SimCity 4. Then we got Enter the Matrix. I didn't play it on PC. I played it on PS2, but I love that game. Have you entered the Matrix? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, have you entered the Matrix? I remember uh, my roommate at the time just being unbelievably like overwhelmed with this whole idea of Enter the Matrix, like the game. I played, I played Enter the Matrix on my PS2, and uh, anybody that came over, I would be like, Dude, let me show you some bullet time. Fucking dodge some bullets. I thought it was amazing. And no one told me that Max Payne existed. <laughs> but I was like, I get you you guys have never dodged bullets before. Check this shit out. I, I, I didn't wanna I didn't want to bring up Max Payne even twenty years later, but I'm, I'm glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well now we're finally down to the part of your list, Dylan. Rise of Nations. Tell us tell us how many nations you brought up. So Rise of, Rise of Nations is What's exciting about Rise of Nations, and I'm kind of going off of like 20 year old information in my own brain, uh, that it was actually started by one of the main developers from the Age of Empires series, which is a series of real time strategy games produced by Microsoft Studios and Ensemble. Uh, wow, somebody's got the Wikipedia. Open. I don't actually. This is just what I know. Whoa! <laughs> wow. Uh, but Rise of Nations is rather than picking a specific period of time, like say Age of Kings, which was medieval. Uh, armies and stuff. You, you start off primitive and you go all the way up to the the space age, um, and you're using arrow units and stuff. So if you if you're quick oh. enough, if you're quick enough on upgrading your your little civilization, uh, you can go to war with like tanks against their you know 17th century cavalry, and it's hilarious. Um, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, okay. So it's it's it was a lot of fun to like play against those units and it's not like Civ um where you're uh where it's like turn based or whatever this is it's you know it's like World of Warcraft or Starcraft or Age of Empires um so it's it's a much quicker fast paced game than, than the Civ series but they were trying to kind of do a similar thing in terms of span of time because most real time right, strategy right. games you know you're you're not really doing what you would do in like Civilization where it's just like I'm going to lead from the Stone Age all the way up to Modern Age and but Rise of Nations tried, and they were pretty successful. It was a fun, it was a fun real-time strategy game. And probably like the that is one of the last ones I really put a lot of time into. Um, depending on when Age of Mythology came out, because um, that was a similar time frame. That's good to hear, though, because um, some of those games. I mean, you're saying like the campaign doesn't take like super duper long. Well, each game doesn't take super duper. Uh, none of these games were really known for their campaign. The ones I'm talking about, like. Mm-hmm. Like, the Age of Empires campaign was kind of rough. Uh, Like, just badly stitched together scenarios. Like, those games I remember more for playing against my friend. Um, like right. I, I remember cheating a bunch in Age of Empires, like getting a Corvette or something on the map. That's, like, that's Big Daddy. Doesn't belong. You're talking about the Big Daddy, which is a... <laughs> uh, so all of those, the, my friend and I, like we would get into cheating wars using the cheating units. But there's the E equals MC squared trooper who launches a small, like a shoulder mounted nuke that blows up your old stuff. Jesus. Uh, there's the photon troopers who are just guys with like little laser guns. 
there's the POW babies that would run around. And it's babies on tricycles who also shoot little bazooka launcher things. Uh, what? Yeah. Like, man, all the cheat units of Age of Empire, you've really, like, just opened the floodgates in my memory. But that's that's from a while ago. That's 99. Let's get back yeah. to 2003, bud. Um, but Rise of Nations was... was uh, was a fun time i don't think i ever paid for it legally that was uh during sure. my, my fun period where it's just like i can't really afford games which is why i've been very quiet during this section but i can definitely download a game um, <laughs> yeah that's that's a limewire kazaa era yeah, i get that yeah and having to learn how to use those uh the the cd images and stuff and fake drives mm, good times Hmm. Now, did you play any big rigs? You know the one, over the road racing. No, my my. Are we talking about the the game that most people only know from an AVGN episode? Because no, I didn't. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. does that does look like because I did more PC gaming, uh, and um, I remember like going to places like Staples or into like uh, Office Max, and they would always have like those those either bins like an actual bin that you could rummage through or just like a display stand of like five dollar cd rom games and it was always like big rigs would be up there like some poor man's version of civ uh turn-based strategy games would be there but big rigs would definitely be like one of the games as a kid i would just be like oh my god it's only five dollars can i get this dad and it's like mm. That's five dollars. <laughs> ah, man! I just clicked on the Wikipedia page for uh, for big rigs, and I was reminded of the the trophy presentation that you get upon completing a race, where it's a big trophy, and it just says "You're a winner." <laughs> it's your winner. <sighs> oh, big rigs! I guess for people who haven't seen the AVGN episode, it's a terrible. It's supposed to be a truck racing game, like you're you're racing a big rig. Yeah, but it doesn't. It's unfinished. I think he goes. I think yeah. I think it just you just go through environments mm-hmm. and yeah. I don't think there's much there. Uh, it's crazy. I've ne- the Metacritic score is eight out of a hundred. I've never seen anything that low. Yeah, it's ever. It is. It's literally. On, like the the fact that like there's times where like your tail lights come disengaged from your truck like it's it's such it's we- you can't drive through bridges you can drive in reverse endlessly mm. but there's no way to there's no s- like the game doesn't stop the speed so it just goes no one thought to QA what happens when a truck goes in reverse basically that's how badly designed and made this game is man 2003 the peak absolute peak of gaming all right <laughs> I think we rounded out. I think we rounded out gaming. We got a lot, we got a lot more to get to. We haven't even got to the to the music yet. Hi, I'm Michelle from Point and Drink Adventure Podcast. Join me and my friend Pam from YouTube channel Cannot Be Tamed as we drink a little wine and talk about the media we consume. Everything from movies, video games, and even vinyl pickups. Listen on wherever podcasts can be heard and check out our YouTube channel Point and Drink Adventure for more extra video recordings of our podcast. Drink well, my friends. Bye. All right, well, let's jump into songs because uh, we got this. We got a quick list here of songs that were everywhere, and this is the. I'll list these off real quick because these are ones that everyone's going to remember. These, right? You got your Evanescence, "Bring Me to Life," huh? my favorite song in Daredevil. <laughs> That's a weird qualification. Uh, Beyonce's "Crazy in Love," huh? pretty good. Uh, Fifty Cent's "In the Club." <laughs> Which is exactly how people say it. They're like, "What song is that? Is that in the club?" It is. Uh, and then there's R. Kelly Ignition. 
Now, Dylan, you mentioned earlier you had a you had a story about it's this. It's not song. really a story. That's why I kind of was very quiet just now. I just remember listening to the song over and over again because I had f- friends who went to Duke and some Duke students made a really awful music video of like you know of them running through their dorm. And it was, it was awful. (laughs) It was awful, but it was just kind of like, I'm really supporting my Duke buddies. Like that wasn't a story, Travis. I'm so sorry. Hey guys, you know, it's, it's, it's almost 10 PM, which means here in a couple of minutes in in Mm. 16 minutes. uh, And I'm talking East coast. Sorry, Alex. I don't know what time it is where you're at, but it's going to be five o'clock somewhere, you know? Mm. And you know who taught me that? Uh, Alan Mm. Jackson and Jimmy Buffett in 2003, Mm. they said it's, uh, it's five o'clock somewhere. Mm. <laughs> no, so drink they would say. That's right. Uh, and then Outcast Hey Ya, which I wasn't a huge fan of that song, mainly because I couldn't uh, figure out how to turn it off. Do I have to? Do, I, I love that song. You Is like that, that song? You, yeah. Do you? You don't like it? No. This might be the first time we've ever flip flopped. I usually like so everything. You don't like that song? No. Well, why? If this is the first time you haven't liked a song, like we need to like break this down. Like what? <laughs> That's exactly right. I mean, the, the chorus like why? is just "Hey, yeah." It's like that's like "Yabba Dabba Do." Like what? That's not a. It was just overplayed, and it has no layers. All right, here we go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna lead you guys through the chorus right. of the song. It goes. Here we go. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Yep. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Clear. Hey ya, hey ya. Now wait for it. Later in the song, they spice it up and they go, "All right, all 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 right." And then wait, wait, wait. After that, they go, "Shake it, shake, shake it, shake it." This is, I mean, this is good writing. I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad. I just don't like it. A little repetitive. I, I feel like if you say it out like that, yes, it is pretty dreadful. But if you add like the beat and just the excitement and the energy to it, it's it's actually a lot of... Who was excited? Was there somebody excited about that? Yeah. But listen, they put it all together at one point. He says, shake it like a Polaroid picture. Hey, ya. He puts the hey, ya back in there, right? That felt good to get that hey, ya back in that one line. Ugh, you're right, guys. Glorious song. That was on me. <laughs> hey, you know what song I liked, you guys? Oh, what's that? Seven Nation Army by White Stripes. Ah, oh, I like that one too. That's a good song, man. Good song. Still dig it. Love it. Still dig it. When I first learned guitar, I was like, "Oh, that's a good song to learn." It's a good right song. There. It is the best song to learn. I think it's the best song to learn. Honestly, God. Uh, then uh, a perfect circle. I know you're a big fan. Of, well, I don't know if you're a big fan, Alex, but you're at least a little bit of a fan, right? Of a perfect circle. Yeah, been there. Uh, I saw them live a long time ago, and that was fun. You know what? The Sun Temple Pilots, kind of their last hoorah, I guess you could say. Uh, they had that all in the suit that you wear. I like. I thought that song was all right. That's a good song. It's a good. Do you like that song, song, Dylan? I thought it was fine. I'm going to be honest. When I saw there's a section about music, I kind of fell into a coma uh, and then rewoke <laughs> on the other side of music. Uh, I so. was a, I was hoping you I was hoping to rely on you for that because I don't remember anything from. I mean, music I like the darkness. That. I, I do like the darkness. Yeah, I, I remember like that. The, the, I remember them being like, yeah, 
hey it's fun and something weird <laughs> yeah it's like all the, right uh, yeah when we came back in for our reception at our wedding we played the uh i believe in a thing called love because right. that's fun right yeah right fun song i mean exactly the, the yeah. whole that whole album is pretty awesome yeah dude i mean that guy's got some really good pipes he actually has a youtube channel where he uh it's one of those like kind of cookie cutter reaction type videos, but he's kind of a, he's a really good vocalist, so he reacts to like other people singing. And I was like, I was just cool to see that that guy's still alive. It's like shit, that guy's still alive. <laughs> why did you? Why would you think that he died? He's he's because he he was. I mean, the darkness seemingly was on top of the world for like three months in two thousand and three, and then completely disappeared. No, that was still, like probably a plane crash. I think they're still they're still doing their thing. I think it's just easier for. No, I think they. The band died like in 2003. I feel like you want the band to be dead. They they went from 2000 to 2006. Oh, you're right. 2011 to present. So I guess in 2006, I was like, well, they're dead. <laughs> I guess they're back. Well, there they are. I'd love to. I'd, honestly, I'd love to catch them live. It's like a weird band that I would just randomly catch it like a dive bar just to see them go. Sounds good. Radiohead's Hail to the Thief. Fun fact for uh, for Valentine's Day, my wife got me the vinyl for this. I wasn't really? even expecting. Really? Oh, yeah. And yeah, and it's it's one of my favorite. I think it's an unsung Radiohead album. I, I really don't like this one. No, I'm pretty sure they sang for that one, right? Because <laughs> you, you, you said unsung, and I said they sang for it. No, <laughs> yeah, I get it. No, I get it now. Yeah, that's funny, Joe. That was really. No, I'll leave it in. I'll leave it in. They do sing on it. No, you're right. <laughs> So Lord of Lord of the Rings came out. Uh, Return of the King there in two thousand three. We got uh, we got kings coming back, coming back to roost, huh? Fine, yeah, fine. Like that? That was fine. That was fine. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, that's good. Um, that's I, the third one, right? That's the last. That's, that, the, yeah, that's the last one. No, that's one of those movies that's that's wonderful. One of my favorite movies I've ever seen in my life in the theaters. Where were you when you saw that, Trav? Did you I, see? I think that? I saw it in the theater. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. I only saw the second one in theaters. Mm. What did you think? Two Towers? I, I enjoyed Two Towers in theaters. Right on. I actually saw one of the movies we're going to talk about in theaters, to be honest with you. What other movie did you see in the theater? I saw Kill Bill Volume 1 in the theater, and that was fun. Oh, that, yeah, I bet. That was in North Carolina at the Carmike Cinemas. It was the theater that my dad and I like to go to because no one else did. So you could go in there opening night get in there and just have a whole theater to yourself it didn't last that much longer after we discovered it uh because apparently theaters do need patrons but we went to see kill bill (laughs) volume one uh with a friend of mine and we all piled into the theater and unfortunately we had a large collection of drunk rednecks who decided they wanted to sit in front and around us for this motion picture and Ugh. they got a little rowdy until they passed out but uh when we left the theater overheard them saying things like i didn't go to a movie to read a bunch of people talking chinese and she's like oh boy oh my guys man it's japanese <laughs> Right. <laughs> first of all, first of all, uh, man. Uh, but it's also concerning because the friend I was with was also Chinese, so we we're just like, let's get out of here um, before this turns yeah. ugly. <laughs> um, Ugh. But uh, other than that, it was a fun. It was a fun time. Um, I, I think. I think <laughs> other I, than that, <laughs> I think I saw Volume Two at home. Also, I, I watched Old Boy just recently. Uh, it came out in two thousand three, but I just fired it up not long oh, ago. Boy, that's a wild movie. This is the one with Holy Josh crap. Brolin, right? 
No, that one came out in 2013. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And you want to make sure you get the right one on your Netflix. Yeah, you want to make sure (laughs) when Netflix sends you a DVD, which I'm still signed up for, that's that's, sure, sure, make fun of me. But uh, they they sent me the uh, the newer one. That's not Uh, the one I wanted. Yeah. I I got 20 minutes into it, too, and I was like, this is uh, not, like, where's the guy on the cover? Like that guy's not been in here yet. Yeah, it's um, it's so it's, had the it's, wrong movie. it's pretty easy to tell that uh, Josh Brolin is not a Korean man. <laughs> yeah, generally, speaking. you know, it took me twenty minutes, uh, but uh, I got there and was like, you know what, I'm going to return this. <laughs> Two thousand three was also the year that the first Pirates of the Caribbean came out, and uh, I, you know, I really enjoyed the first one. I got really worn out on that franchise pretty quick, but the first one I thought was pretty fun. Yeah, I had a pretty pretty good time with that one. I, no, I like I like the first one. I, I th- but like you, I think I didn't make it past the second one. I watched the second one and I was like, okay, we're done. Got it. We got it. Yeah. We got the guy likes rum. Yeah, but the first Keith one, Keith Richards is drunk. Uh, the first. Oh, that's like four movies in. Wow, you made it pretty far in this. <laughs> you made it further than I did. He's kind of <laughs> pretending to be Keith Richards, right? Like, oh, that's right. His gotcha, whole gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, School of Rock was also 2003, and I love I love that movie too. Jack Black fucking kills it. I lied. I saw that one in theaters also. <laughs> That's a lot of oh, fun. Oh, you saw that in yeah, theaters. that's a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. I remember that was one of those wholesome movies that I could watch with my parents. So I remember renting it and like getting my parents to watch it, and they had a good time with it, too. So that's a good memory. I do have one fun theater experience that I recall from 2003, and it was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the remake, and uh, from that year. There's like, what, 10 remakes? And Oof, I yeah. really like that one. I think it gets, I think it's shadowed on a lot, but it's got like, was it Arlie Ermey in it and maybe a few other people? I don't even Jessica remember. Jessica Beale. But... Jessica Biel, Fred, yeah. Hot and fresh out of Seventh Heaven, just straight into a, a slasher flick. That's right. And I haven't seen it since this, but my fond memory of this movie is at the very beginning, there is, you know, they, they do their whole, like, based, loosely based on a true story, that whole shtick that they do. Mm-hmm. And then right in the middle of that, um, the chainsaw comes up the screen and kind of, like, rips the title card in half. And it comes out of nowhere. It's very loud. It's like, Wham! And uh, the person in front of us was eating some popcorn, and they jumped. They were like, oh, shit, and they jumped, and their popcorn bucket knocked their popcorn up in the air, right? But on the screen, while they're doing this chainsaw thing, blood spurts everywhere. <laughs> and as the blood spurts everywhere, the popcorn's in the air, the popcorn lands on me, and my my m- brain was like, oh, that's blood. <laughs> and I... <laughs> I like did this like writhing like oh get it off me get it off me move <laughs> in the middle of the theater uh, because I was squeamish that that popcorn had suddenly turned into blood uh, and that movie hadn't even gotten started I was in for a ride <laughs> I honestly that's that's the best part when the movie does get because that's what you do remember like I always remember when I watched Jurassic Park uh, in the theaters because uh, I was maybe too young to watch that and I actually don't remember the movie very well I do remember hiding under my seat for the entire movie though so you know it's, <laughs> sometimes the fear is what gets you that's true uh, alright any other any other movies worth talking about we need to speed through some things here we got some notable events in 2003 we got Governor Schwarzenegger who saw that coming you know that's why your action movies died off you guys going into politics I feel like in the end of things, he didn't do a very bad job. He, he he did, I think, he did a good job. It's still attached to the mainland. Yeah. You know? Did all right. Popular TV shows from 2003. Good group. What what are the shows that you remember, Dylan? 
like what go first like what do you remember like do you remember watching arrested development or two and a half men did you watch cbs two and a half men why did you skip the one show i did you'd like skip right over because <laughs> i love reno that was by design and that's how not, it works i what did you watch i watched reno 911 an excessive amount of reno 911 I'm going to say that, and it's like Reno 911 came out in December and be like, you watch one episode, Dylan, because nothing else came out. <laughs> Reno 911 is the best. It I is. still love it. I just rewatched every season like two years ago. It mostly holds up, it's pretty good. It's one of my favorite shows ever. Uh, it's guys from the state. Uh, it's the guys from, uh, what's his name? Tom Lennon. Oh my god! Yeah, you can't beat that guy. He's wonderful. Uh, ben Garant, that guy's wonderful. Hmm. I I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember the woman's name. Yeah, Nisi Nash, Carlos Azaraki, Wendy McLennan, Covey, and uh, what's her name? Uh, Kenny uh, Carrie Kenny Silver. Carrie Kenny Silver. That's her name. That's what I was trying to think of. Uh, at uh, Trudy. Trudy is a delight. On that show, yeah, she's <laughs> amazing. True, amazing. She's different. Her whole bit with the uh, the serial killer guy <laughs> is <laughs> so good. She's been dating a serial killer for years, and she hasn't picked. Yeah, uh, I used to do a good impression of that guy. I won't try it here, but uh, it's pretty funny. The, there's there's the part where Tom Lennon and her are they're counting counterfeit money. Mm. And she keeps fucking him up. It's just, it's such a simple setup where he's literally just, we just have to count. They're surrounded by piles of money. He's like, we just have to count all this. And he's just counting. Oh, shit. I remember that. Oh, God. So funny. And then at the very end of it, they're super hot in there. And then she turns on a. (laughs) Oh, God. I totally forgot about that. Holy shit. That's so good. Like, there's so many small bits in the show, like when Garcia and Jones are getting a taco at the taco place, and they get the napkin that says, like, there are two armed men in here. And they're as they're driving away, like Garcia's just like, I hope there's two armed men in there. A one armed man can't make a taco. <laughs> just <laughs> like that became like a catchphrase oh, in my house for a while. It's just like, one armed man can't make a taco. Like that's just uh, so good. So good. <laughs> it's it's weird to me that because I watch these uh two things at different times in life, but it's it's kind of baffling to me that Reno 911 and Arrested Development came out in the same year. Because I think I watched Arrested Development like much, like in college or something years later. How did you discover this show, Trav? I'm Arrested just Development. No, like how did you discover Reno 911? Oh, Comedy Central. It was all over. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you were just yeah. like, this is on TV and oh, yeah. this is what yeah. I like. Yeah, because that was me. I When it comes to like TV shows, I don't feel like that exists anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, like. Yeah, they have to be kind of recommended to you, right? It's, it's, you... Somebody needs to tell you about it at this point, but. Not, Man. not get bombarded with the same teaser trailer. Yeah, exactly. For- <laughs> it's like, oh, you need to like this. Sh- you would like this show. Excited. You get finger wagging at this point where it's just like, yeah. That's really cool that you were able to see Reno 911. Uh, I was also able to see Reno 911 and I loved it uh, at the time. And Arrested Development, same thing. Loved it. Yes. Love uh, Buster. What did you think of it, Trev? Loved Buster. I I still to this day think that's it's one of the stronger group of like off off the wall characters 
for a show. Like David Cross's character is just way out there. Everybody's right. so way out there, but it it somehow finds a way to remain pretty cohesive, which I think is hard to do. I think a show that has so many disparate characters and tropes is sometimes hard to pull through. But man, that one just freaking absolutely killed it. You mentioned David Cross. That's just how it works. Mm. Like David Cross is just the one of the most one of the best stand-up comments of, of the past like yeah. 25 years or so. Uh, then, you know, 2003 also responsible for Tiger Blood himself, Two and a Half Men. I didn't watch much of that, but I know it's no. a super popular show. People loved it. And then Chappelle's show, another comedy central favorite of mine back in the Dizay. A lot of great skits from that. A lot of, still, a lot of good quotables. I will, I will trample on someone's couch just for the joke because of that show. <laughs> great stuff. I loved it. What about, um, I mean, we've talked about Harry Potter before that's come up in previous years. Mm. you got Order of the Phoenix that's the what the fifth one is that right uh that's probably after... the fourth one if i had to guess i thought the fourth one was goblet i thought that was yours oh goblet was, was fourth yeah uh phoenix was fifth probably yeah okay and that's about right this is this is a bit after your uh mm. your interest had waned right alex yeah i'm doing a macho man elbow smash um yeah all that stuff at this point yeah uh what about the da vinci code anybody read that i like that i was i was Big big Dan Brown fan right here. I'm proud to say it. I'll I'll say this about the Vinci Code, other than the fact that it is incredibly inaccurate. Um, <laughs> it was a fun ride. It's a it's a fun adventure book. It's just right. It's just completely bullshit. But I mean, let's let's be honest. It's not like I went into fucking National Treasure to fact check that fucking uh, movie. So I feel like I hear. I you. feel like the Da Vinci Code gets kind of a a slap around as if like uh, they don't they don't get the same excuse like uh indiana jones gets for not being spectacular yeah great um and i don't know if it's just couched in a different way when you read it i think so i mean i i don't know part of it too i think is just i had already read a lot of dan brown when i got to the da vinci code so i was like half this is going to be bullshit half of it's going to be fun and i'm not going to know where the line is and i'm going to have fun sort of being mystified by that uh, and then I think when the movie goes mainstream, people are just immediately more upset about the inaccuracies of history when it's like, well, no, if you read his books, it's kind of, it's, it's more fun. Yeah. So I don't know, but I think you're right. I think it's just framed differently, but yeah, I think that rounds out 2003. I think we did a pretty good job. We covered just about everything there is to cover. I don't think we left anything on the table. I mean, there's like 20 other horror movies, but I'll I'll just send you guys a recording that you can just write mm. in there. <laughs> just you having a diatribe by yourself. Yeah, that works for me. Yeah. Well, hey, Dylan, thanks again for joining us, man. It was a it was a ton of fun going through 2003, the year we both graduated high school. Yeah. Uh, which means, which means we're and, we're and legal. You, well, that, but also this year huh. is our 20th reunion. <laughs> man. <laughs> I'm on the fence. People have sort of slowly been reaching out to me. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do anything. People have been reaching out to you? Yeah, I got I got a random hit up that was like, hey, man, you and you in the area were doing our 20th this year. And I was like, oh, shit. Are you? <laughs> do you have any ties to your people? Uh, Are you going to go back for a thing? Probably not. The right? last time I saw anyone talking about any kind of reunion was our 10th reunion. Uh, and so little interest was generated by that yeah. that uh that didn't happen so i somehow doubt 10 years after that mm. anyone's gonna be 
rushing back. No, I hear you there. I, I went to our tenth, and it was uh, it was me and like ten people. So it wasn't, I mean, that's uh, your whole like graduating class, ain't it? That was a tenth of it. Okay, look. <laughs> well, that's that's going to round us out. So that's been another Drunk Friend podcast. Please head over to polymedianetwork.com. We've got a ton more podcasts over there. Of course, we've got Tales of Lesser Medium, your Poly Kills, Point Drink Adventure with the aforementioned Pam. we got Indie Quest with uh, Captain Drachma Blink, and of course, Josh Leslie on that one. Uncle Doug's DVD bay with our guy Kevin. You've heard from all these people. Uh, and then also, We Got Goosebumps. Oh, that's what it's called. Yes, the podcast I do with the voice that you hear over there, Dylan, where we go through all the Goosebumps books. It's worth checking out. Please do it. You can also send an email to the show. Uh, we didn't get the emails today, but we'll get to them on the next episode. You can do that at drunkfriendpodcast at gmail.com. If you like if you like Reddit, we got a subreddit for the network. You can hop over there if you're a Reddit weirdo. Uh, you can check that out. Comment directly on the podcast post. You can do all that stuff. Um. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. That's so just check out it. all of our stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you can go to r slash polymedia, and you, if you're not interested in that, you can go just give us a rating and review, and on a podcast of it app of your choice, uh, that'll help us out big time because you can find us all on social media. I'm on Twitter on at Trav Plays Games. And Alex is, of course, at at Snestrunk, and the track you hear. Well, hold on, we got to say we're Dylan. Dylan, where's your stuff? Where, yeah, we where you where Twitter? is Dylan's stuff? Uh, you can find me on the very slowly dying Twitter site at d charles, uh, or you can find why. Me. I mean, that's, but why? Because that's where I am the most. I'm sorry, I don't know. Uh, you go, okay, but okay, yeah. Uh, so you got you got to sell it though. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you can find me at D Charles, where I post semi-frequently about things that are not germane to this yeah, conversation. Buddy. Or you can find yeah. me at DylanCharles.net, which I just recently updated. You can find uh, links to my short stories, my book, uh, a lot of other things over Hell there. Yeah. Um, send me some money. Read my stuff. Check out his yeah. book. Send him money. Money. Fuck yeah, dude. The, the track you hear is composed by our friend Kular and is called Electric Starbounce. You can find a link to uh, more of his music on the Buzzsprout podcast page. Shout out to Josh Doth Gluffley for the requesting logo. Uh, I can't. Wow. I seriously cannot wow. say Josh Leslie. Josh Leslie. You Josh. better learn, bud. Leslie. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to say it a lot soon. Uh, be sure to catch us all on YouTube and or podcasts. And thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>